This is Average Joe Rock and Roll. I am Michael J. Rock, and I am joined on the virtual couch today by David. Welcome, David. How are hey, you? Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. I am fantastic. I'm sitting here. Beautiful weather outside. It's great. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, what's uh, what's your, your music guilty pleasures these days? You know, it's funny. Uh, when I knew I was doing this program with you, I uh, went through probably about 20 different albums for about half a night on my day off. And uh, I just kind of was thinking about my I was thinking about my grandfather and his love of music. And it was all jazz and it was all blues. So it kind of got me uh, kind of got me like back into that mode. I actually had this Yakety Saxman album that he gave me eons ago. And, uh, you know, it just amazes. It doesn't matter what era. It just uh, musicians today, today and even back then, it just was phenomenal music. Sure. Didn't need words. So. Yeah. 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 But so. uh, yeah, I've been. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna. I was gonna say, are you listening to any uh, more modern stuff or the, the older stuff? No, I did. No, I. I. You know, it's funny. I. I tried to span this whole because I knew I was going to be talking to you today. I. I tried to, um, span this whole thing of music, and so I went through all the albums from when I was a kid and who influenced me. You know, the Beatles, the Animals, uh, Allman Brothers, Leonard Skinner, and uh, I'm not a. I'm not a new. I'm not a real new hip hop. I am very classic rock and roll. Yeah. And uh, as you know, and uh, so, uh, you know, and uh, I loaded up. My, I, I was on a trip with a friend of mine for the last few days from work. And uh, we loaded up the CD player and I was like telling him, I said, yeah, my friend and I are going to talk today. And um, just we talked a lot of music. So, yeah, it's, it was pretty cool. Yeah, and it's it's amazing those bands that you mentioned, like the Beatles and the Animals, and you know even the Almond Brothers and Skinner, the influence that those bands have had on everything that's out today, or a lot of what's out today. Um, you know, it's amazing when you listen to different people talk about early influences, how they bring up some of those those names. Everybody talks about the Beatles, but occasionally, you know, you'll hear the Skinner, um, you'll hear the Almond Brothers. Um, yeah. And sometimes it's from bands that you would never suspect that they, they, they were influenced by Skinner. Right on. Yep. Well, you know, you know, it's funny is I, I was gifted in my, from all my sisters, other than my one sister who's sending me her whole record collection. So I kind of grew up listening to three sisters worth of music too, which gave me a different, um, a different perspective as well, because even if it's some sappy, you know, I grew up in the seventies. So in the seventies, it was totally all one hit wonders. And then when I got to high school, it was all big hair bands. And, uh, but you know, the music and the the, the, the artistry is just amazing. I listened to an interview the other day, um, an old interview of uh, Greg Allman. And he was talking about, you know, newer groups and he was talking about, of anybody that I surprised me was the Foo Fighters. And he said, you know, he goes, they're loud and they're this, they're that. But he goes, you know what? He goes, they're incredible musicians. I love listening to them. So, you know, I think sometimes too, and, and obviously that was a probably a 15 year ago interview, but 
Um, ironically, I think, and, I, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Ironically, for a guy like Greg Allman to say, wow, the Foo, Foo Fighters kind of influenced me on some of my newer stuff. It just goes to show you music is music. It, it's, it's the degree of talent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, it's, uh, it, it's funny that you mentioned, um, Greg Allman with the Foo Fighters because, um, you know, that's two completely different types of music. Um, you know, the Foo Fighters are heavy. Um, you know, they do, uh, have a different style of music than Greg Allman, but, um, you know, Greg Allman, you know, if you think back to like when he was with the Allman brothers and stuff like that, and then we later on in, in his, in his career, um, you know, he, he experimented a little bit, you know, and he, 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 he didn't necessarily, I don't think fall into one genre. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's kind of surprising on one hand to hear that, but on the other hand, it's not that surprising. Um, you know, obviously musicians recognize other musicians talents. Um, you know, I, there, there was, I don't know if you, if you, you follow, uh, Toto at all. Um, but, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, the band Weezer did a cover of Toto's Africa and we, and Toto responded. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Toto responded by doing a version of Weezer, Weezer's hash pipe. And, uh, it's oh, pretty wow. cool. yeah, it's pretty cool. You can check that out on YouTube. Um, but yeah. you know, that just goes to show you, like, you would never think that Weezer would do a Toto cover. Like, where did that come from? You know? But yeah. it worked. Yeah. It sounded great. And then when Toto responded with doing hash pipe, it sounded great as well. You know, uh, talented is talent. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it, it, it's like, um, which I find in, this, this aspect of it that I find interesting is I'm not a big fan, as you know, of hair bands, of 80s bands. But I've learned through listening to your knowledge, I've learned that you know what you may not i was thinking about don't laugh but i was thinking about brett michaels yep and what i was thinking about was you know it doesn't matter what band you're in if you can sing you can sing and you know what that may not be a poison fan but that guy can sing he's got a great voice yeah. so it doesn't matter what era you're from it's just freaking talent it's amazing to me and, uh, you know, and that's the other thing I was thinking about. You know, I could see, you know, obviously Greg Allman's dead now, but I could have seen him doing an album at some point just through this interview. It was with, I uh, can't think of the guy's name, but it was like classic music or interview. And it was the first time actually that I watched an interview that the guy actually asked good, like really good questions to pull stuff out of him. But yeah, no, you're, no, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. but I mean, you're the you're the one that turned me on to like the guitar, the guitars from Autograph or, or Cinderella, or you know, it's just pure talent. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing how overshadowed a lot of that music became because of the look. You know, if you didn't have the big hair and you didn't have the makeup, you you were nobody. And yeah. um, you know, and and, and the the reality is, is that's just plain silly because. You know, some of these guys were, were so talented and, you know, it, I mean, I think of like a band like Winger, you know, and, and, and Kip Winger will admit it to this day, you know, that, you know what, he was a pretty boy, 
um, you know, he, he had the luck, he went after the luck. Um, and you know what, uh, they, that band fit right into the eighties scene because of the luck. But the reality is, is those guys are not only super talented musicians, they put out some great music. Um, Kip Winger himself, uh, has written symphonies and, um, you know, just done a lot of stuff outside of what you would think Kip Winger would do. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's, and you know, it's funny is, is I say, I don't really, you know, it's not my kind of my era, but if I hear a song, you know, every, I think every band though, back then for me, this is just me, but there was always at least one or two songs that you'd sing to or you'd get into. So it didn't, you know what I mean? If, if they didn't tell you this is quiet riot, you're still, you know, you're still going to be into it when they're playing their hit songs. Yeah. So it, it's not like it's not, it, it just, yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Well, that's like, and I thought of you uh, a couple nights ago because I got home and I was watching a couple things on YouTube and I watch an interview with uh, Lita Ford and I'm not, you know, I, I don't really, other than she did a duet with Ozzy and, yep. uh, and what I didn't realize is she's actually a really good guitarist. Yeah. And um, there are a couple other people that had like drop-ins in this interview. And cause I, I tried to watch a bunch of interviews before you and I talked to just to kind of, but what turned me on to it was, it's amazing because I think to myself, God, she can't play guitar. But then you watch these videos and stuff, and, and granted, it's it's Hollywood, but she's great. So it's not, you know, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like heart, you know. You, you just you don't maybe expect it, but there are some great female guitarists out there too. And the girl who you turned me on to, and I can't think of her name. There was one girl who you turned me on to uh, guitars. But there's some great female guitarists out there, too. Yeah, there absolutely is. And um, Nita Strauss is probably who you're thinking of. Um, you know, that's the, that's the great with. Right. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of. So you think of like Nita Strauss, um, another one, the one that was in Alice Cooper before her, Orianti, um, you know, was another great guitar player. There are a lot of great female guitar players out there. And it, we're getting to the point now, um, which is fantastic, where. You know what? Nita Strauss is called out as being a great guitar player. She's not being called out for being a great guitar player for a girl, you know. And, you know, there was a time when you know, people would have said, you know, yeah, no, for a girl, she's a good guitar player. Well, the reality is, is great guitar player is a great guitar player. And when guitar player magazine puts her on the cover as one of the best, they don't put her on the cover as one of the best in the fe in, in the, the female uh, world. They put her in it was one of the best in the world, you know, and, um, she is, you know, and, um, that's how, it, that's how it should be discussed because, um, you know, there are some phenomenal, phenomenal female musicians. And the reality is, is, you know, it's a male dominated world, um, hard rock and, uh, you know, heavy metal, but that's not because, um, there aren't some great talents out there that are, and some, a lot of those great talents are starting to break in now and starting to become part of that scene um, because the reality is, is that there is no mold anymore. There used to be a mold. There is no mold anymore. Right. Well, you know, Clapton, Clapton said it a while back. I saw a clip on Clapton and Clapton, someone asked him, he said, well, what do you think about 
And it was really funny because the interviewer was like, well, what do you think about the influence of all these women now in rock? And Clapton was like, he goes, well, there's always been women in rock, but he goes, people get so stereotypical of yeah. what a, a rock guitar should be. And he, and I, I, to be honest with you, I can't remember the name, but he like reeled off like four people. And he said, you know what? He goes, I would take these four women. He goes in my band just as much as I would Jimmy Page or Jeff Beck. He goes, no, I'm not saying they're necessarily better, but he goes, they're different. And they're just as good as some of these other guitarists because they work at it. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. He probably mentioned Bonnie Raitt. Um, you know, she's she's another one that uh you know super super oh, she's a blind guitarist. Yeah. Yeah. And uh you know what? I I I, I literally have had so so Bonnie Raitt toured with, with Eric Clapton, I don't know, probably fifteen years ago or whatever. And I had two or three different friends that saw that tour and all 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 of them said Bonnie Raitt was better than Clapton. Now She's definitely not more talented than that. But you know what? Uh that that was the stage presence and that was the uh vibe that she gave off in the show, and that was the perception, you know, that you know, Bonnie Raitt better than Clapton. Imagine that. Yeah, that is pretty that is pretty uh that is pretty incredible. Well, she's she is a talent. I mean, that girl is a talent. I saw her in uh Saratoga back in eighty 80- I'm um, dating myself now, Mike, 86. And uh, she was, she was just, she did a couple of acoustic, num- not acoustic, but just no words. And she just, just the music. And that girl can play. She even played steel guitar. She played a bunch of different stuff uh, guitar wise. She played the mandolin and the banjo and just, you know, and she's one of the rarities that she's one of the rarities that can do hard rock or maybe not hard rock, but harder rock, and then can do a ballad, and it's so smooth. You know, that's another thing I think of musicians and what makes a good musician, the guy that can transition into other songs. Because yeah. I bet you if you gave, I bet you if you gave Ozzy, <laughs> maybe this is the wrong example, but I think if you gave Ozzy, I think Ozzy Osbourne could sing anything. He'd have to work at it. But, you know, it's because I was having this discussion the other night with a, a friend of mine about, God, the guy has every Ozzy Osbourne, everything. And we were talking about it. And he said, Dave, he goes, he can sing anything. Because we were, I said, yeah, I said, I'd like to hear him sing uh, Sky Pilot by the Animals. And he yeah. said, it wouldn't sound, you know, it wouldn't be the same, but it would be quality. So, uh yeah. anyway, just a I side note, was, I thought that was kind of. I heard Ozzy in the 80s. It was like maybe. I don't know, 84, maybe it's the first time I heard him. And, uh, you know, I, the, the first thing I thought of was how unique his voice was and how different it was. Um, but yeah, he's certain in his latest album. I don't know if you've heard it or not, but his latest album, he's got a ton of I have. guest players on there. And one of the guest players he has on there is Eric Clapton oh, and they do cool. a song together. Um, so it's, it's a pretty good album. Um, oh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty good album. I can't remember what it's called, uh, but it's his latest one. It's been out maybe a year now. He had Jeff Beck on there. Yeah. Wow. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. I yeah. will check that out. Yeah. 
Well, you know, it's funny as you, you listen to all these interviews, like Sharon Osborne, and I don't mean to make this an Aussie Fest thing, but it's interesting because you listen to Sharon Osborne in some of the, I love interviews, and you listen to Sharon Osborne in some of these interviews, and she's always said, she goes, as messed up as he was on alcohol and drugs and whatever, she said the one thing he never lost was his voice. And, yeah. you know, and he, and, and it kind of goes back to the beginning of our conversation. If you got the voice, you got the voice. Yeah. But as you know, you know, eventually you look, depending on what you're doing to your vocal cords, you know, you take someone from like, uh, I'm trying to think of someone. Uh, I mentioned someone the other day, you know, it's kind of like Bob Dylan. Well, Bob Dylan's a bad example. You could never understand him. But um, but there are some singers that just don't like uh, the John Bon Jovi thing there. You know, yeah. they yeah. just unfortunately, eventually they're. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, then, and some of them. Just but Mike, who influenced you on the way up? Who were the who when you were in high school, who were the bands you were listening to? Was uh, it Winger and things like that? I so eventually, but uh probably Winger was probably more out of high school. Um in high school I had discovered early on I had discovered like Judas Priest um and stuff like that. Uh, you know, some of the, the Brit British metal stuff, uh Black Sabbath. Um but the three there were three bands that I that I listened to over and over and over again, um, cassettes front to back, and those were uh, Twisted Sister, Rat, yeah. and Motley Crue. Those three bands I just couldn't get enough of, and I just listened to those tapes over and over and over again. That was in high school, and then once I started to get out of high school and stuff like that, I branched out, and you know I became an Alice Cooper fan, and Kip Winger and Paul Taylor were an Alice Cooper, and then they went out and started their own band, Winger. So then I became a Winger fan and stuff like that. So, um, but those, and yeah. then and and when I got out of high school, I was probably a senior, maybe one year out of high school. Um, I had a van and. Um, I put a cassette player in this van. I wasn't, you know, super mechanically inclined. Um, somebody gave me this cassette player. There was this van was in such rough shape. It had a rip in the, in the ceiling. I took this cassette deck and I shoved it in the rip in the ceiling. Right. And then I ran the wires down and hooked it up. And I had two cassettes in there that I listened to over and over and over again. Those two cassettes were TSOL hit and run and Aerosmith done with mirrors. And if you've never oh, heard great album, you, you know that album, Aerosmith Done with Mirrors. Yeah. Uh, oh, not fantastic. a lot of people like that album, but I love that album. Loved it. I love the song or The Reason a Dog. You know, I love the line The Reason a Dog has so many friends because he wags his tail instead of his tongue. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw Aerosmith back in. God, I was in high school, so I want to say in eight, it, back before they got before they got finally Steven Tyler got sober um, for the fifteenth time. But uh, you know, even back then, as messed up as they were, they were great. I mean, up until he's passed out on stage, they were great. But uh, yeah, that's a great. Oh, I hadn't thought of that album. I'll have to play that. That's a great album. Yeah, great. Album. Yeah. And, no. and, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say that was back then. That was one of my favorites. But that was, like I said, that was more out of high school. In high school, I was pretty much uh, pigeonholed to those three bands. Another band that I listened to a lot um, that I really liked a lot was Ronnie James Dio, some of the Dio solo stuff. Um, well, I learned about Ronnie D James Dio 
uh, because my friend and I, when we were traveling back up yesterday from Massachusetts, I was trying to give him a, a thumbprint of history. And we were talking about Rainbow. And he said, oh, I never heard of Rainbow. And I said, yeah, I said, Richie Blackmore started a man. And for some reason, I thought, and, I, and you might be able to correct me on this, but for some reason, I thought Randy Dio was became the lead singer of um, Deep Purple when Richie Blackmore left, but it was the exact opposite. Randy Dio was the lead singer of Rainbow. And uh, so you never know until you really kind of research some of this stuff, too. Yeah, so so um, Rainbow had a bunch of lead singers. They had uh, they did have Ronnie James Dio um, at one point, but they also had um, Graham Bonnet. Um, they had Jolyn Turner. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. So they oh, had, wow. uh, but there, but you know, Richie Blackmore um, isn't the easiest person to be around. Um, you know, and that's not a secret. You know, that's uh, that's that's a fact, and. Um, you know, a lot of people uh, uh, couldn't really hang around him too long because, uh, you know, there were conflicts and, you know, he had to run things and they had to be things, things had to be his way. And he wasn't always vocal. You know, he got he got moody. So some people would just be like, yeah, you know, what? I'm done after this. And uh, I suspect that's why they went through so many singers and rainbow. But, you know, what, Ronnie yeah. James Dio left there and he did his solo stuff and he did just fine, you know. Oh, he was, you know what, for a little guy, he was one talented little guy. Oh, and you know what, he could, that guy could sing. I saw him oh. live in like 1987, 88, and boy, could that guy sing. Um, his his live show was phenomenal. Yeah, they, uh, you know, it's funny, I, until, I never realized, and, and, and I'm by far no great uh, music expert, but yeah, that's kind of like that whole thing with, when you told me about him taking over for, you know, I never knew that he took over for Ozzy Osbourne um, with Black Sabbath. So, yeah. I mean, that was, so he was obviously one very talented guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was in a band called Elf and uh, he actually played bass in that band. He was a bass player and uh, he went from Elf to Black Sabbath and, uh, you know, and Elf, Alps music is nothing like Black Sabbath. Um, it's different. It's not bad. Um, but that's how he started. He started as a bass player. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's funny. You were talking about influences and asking me that earlier or what I'm listening to. And, you know, I'm kind of a, until I discovered, and you'll laugh at this, but until I discovered YouTube, um, so I could go back in this catalog and that's all I've been doing lately is I get home, I plug my phone in and I just make a mix of what I want to listen to. But, you know, I'm kind of a stick in the mud when it comes down to core bands, but I love new, uh, I love new music. I, I remember one time you had, uh, you had done a, um, the shakes, the Alabama shakes, and I would have never have discovered them if you didn't give me, burn me that CD. But you know, there's another band which we haven't heard from. But that that's a that's a different direction of music. But it's still the same. I don't know why I keep harping with you about talented musicians. But yeah, it's just amazing how much music is out there. Well, I think part of so when you become a deep music fan as opposed to just kind of the surface fan, um, yeah, you know, you do get excited about you know talent. You do get excited about you know hearing the backstories and you know, who's in what and who did what and who collaborated with who. 
And uh, you just, you know, we all become geeked out on that stuff because that's exciting to us. Other people, it's like watching paint dry, but, you know, to us, it's, you know, exciting stuff. Yep. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I, I definitely agree. And, you know, that's that's why, you know, I never really saw, you know, I always went to different stuff when I was a kid. And, and probably if my sister's boyfriend was more into what was going on in the eighties, I probably would have become a bigger winger and those type of music fans, you know, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. The other thing that just kind of stuck in my head is, isn't it amazing? You think about it. We're talking about the Allman brothers and Leonard Skinner and you're talking 30 years ago, 40 years ago. So, you know what? Good music lasts. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to go away. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to blow your mind. Like AM actually, right. I'm going to blow your mind. Cause it's actually been 50 years since uh, Skinner put out their first album. I it's been a little over 50 years. It's wow. 52 years. Yeah. That's no, crazy. It's yeah. Time just rolls. Yeah. You know, and that, that was a bad. What's funny is. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, was, all I was going to say was that's one of the albums when I was a kid. There were two albums when I was a kid talking about always playing. I I could I could um, second helpings. Yeah, I played that thing until I had to buy a new album. And um, when they came out, I was I think I was in sixth grade, maybe. When they came out with their greatest hits album right before Streets of Fire. And uh, those two albums, I played relentlessly. I mean, they were not the greatest hits album is the greatest hits album. But second, you think about the first you you and I have talked about this. You think about the first two albums those guys did. And. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can hear you. Hey, Mike. Sorry, I lost. Oh, there we go. No, but anyways, those are the two. Uh, you know, I listen that and Beatles Abbey Road, and I used to have friends come over and tell me, you know, with that little, uh, with that little mode of, with that little mode of, uh, you know, when they do like. Um, the mustard king and here comes the sun there's that i can remember tommy berry this kid i grew up with that would come on and go how can you find this music and i would be like how can you not find this music but he was into kiss he was into meatloaf he was into all this other stuff so but it's still music yeah 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 those uh going back to skinner you know so the the original skinner band well i shouldn't even say they were the original skinner band because they changed players a few times throughout the years but the ronnie van zant years before the plane crash every single studio yeah. they put out was phenomenal and everyone um was great from front to back um no clunkers no fillers um that band was just you know it's too bad that it ended when it did because uh the future um you know was bright and I, I, you know, I can't even fathom what the, the albums would have sounded like going forward as those guys only became more seasoned. Oh, well, they, they had got, oh, yeah. And then when they hipped, hooked up with uh, one of the backup singers, I'm trying to think of his name, 
her brother and he did that last streets of fire album with Ron, ronnie and it it kind of like got him right back into hit mode and stuff yeah you're absolutely and then when they when they had the three girls there the three songbirds that was just yeah it it, it is too bad because i think they would have put out some really incredible stuff well you think about the last album that they did street survivors you know you think about the songs yep. on that album um you know what's your name i know a little i mean it, you know that like i said no clunkers no cl and those songs were all phenomenal and yeah. they're, still, they're still playing yeah. a lot today even though now it's essentially a cover band it is a cover band you know gary rosington's gone now so yeah well now it definitely is because rosington passed away right so there's yeah. no original members left yeah so yeah i uh you know it's funny it and some of their ones that are on the album you know um Greg Allman said, he said, you know, he goes, you think of, he was talking about Skinner and he said, you think about all the hits off that first album. Right. But he goes, my favorite song is Tuesday's Gone. And he goes, you're never going to hear that on the radio. But he said, you know what? That's in my top 10 songs. He said, Tuesday's Gone is right there. Yeah. And that surprised me a little, though he did play for their special. They had a special about five years ago and all these bands came in and played Leonard Skinner music. And it was ironic that he did Tuesday's gone when he came in uh, to perform. Yeah. So it just goes to show you, you know, you can have a home run, but they say those guys, when they were in the swamp, they say those guys played every single day for like 20 hours. I, I don't know if you've ever seen any of the biographies on them oh, or, yeah. or things, yeah. but they were just very focused very focused musicians who came from nothing right yeah 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 their their name came from their gym teacher leonard skinner yes that that's guy. right yeah so um so unfortunately uh we are running out of time here um oh mike thanks so much for having me on this is great yeah it's been uh been fun uh catching up on some music and uh uh talking about uh what excites us um, thanks for joining me on the virtual couch. And with that, I am Michael J. Rock. I am a music, a rock fan. Enough said. Thank you, David. Take care.